0: Welcome to Bethel Christian Fellowship. I hope that you're having a good time in this season. This is an open season or a closed season. It's not quite clear. So the governor has told us this week that we can uh, open some doors. And yet we need to keep some doors closed. So it's not entirely clear what's open and what is closed. But we are... Taking our masks off sometimes, or we're going out to more shops with more masks. Um, So the door is open. As you can see behind me, I have an open door. Um, And yet some doors are still closed. This is an ambiguous time, a time of ambiguous loss. Um, I wonder what things you have lost and what things you have gained. What doors have opened to you in the last two months? And what doors have closed? And what doors are you concerned about opening? and concerned about closing so some people are concerned that we're opening up more some people are thrilled that we're opening up more some people are concerned of the virus more some people are concerned of the response to the virus more and all of us are in a little bit of an ambiguous situation so i want to ask you in your life in your relationships what things have closed and what things have opened What doors are open? What doors are closed? Give you a minute to answer that question with the people around you. Just talk about it if you're with somebody. For myself, this has been an unusual season. And I want to talk about that for a minute. So this week, I went up to be with my mom and uh, for Mother's Day. Last Mother's Day, I went up with Raphael Keo, my Tanzanian friend, and we preached in uh, her home church where she had pastored for almost 50 years. Uh, been in that part of that church. Um, and I thought it was going to be great. My mom was going to be proud of me and her, her student, Raphael. And then she had a stroke during the service. So it was an open door that closed in an unexpected way, and we ended up in the hospital for Mother's Day. Now, this Mother's Day, we decided to go up and see her, except she had been put in the nursing home and she has lost a lot since even some of you saw her at christmas time when she was with us for a month so she um she couldn't talk very much we saw her but through a closed door through a closed patio door we could see her and she could see us and she was kind of slumped over and she was able to say a few things and she you could see her looking at us and appreciating that we had come and that we had brought her brownies and other treats but we couldn't Eat together we couldn't go in and eat together we couldn't touch her we couldn't really be with her so we spent an hour it was very good glad we went but it was also sad because i also don't know if we'll ever be able to touch her eat with her see her before she dies before they open up this thing it's an unusual time my twins went with me up there they've been with us for a couple of months almost because. Everything shut down in Chicago, but now they're going back to Chicago because it's home, and they're finishing up their, their college. Isaac's just about done. Rachel's done and onto a job, and she just got a new apartment, signed a lease. He's, he's going to get a job for the summer. So I'm realizing this is a graduation that I'm not going to get to, and they're moving on to their adult lives, but we don't really have a marker. We were going to have a graduation, we were going to all get together. Hannah was going to fly from Nairobi, and we were going to celebrate her graduation. My grandparents were going to be there. But now I guess there's going to be a virtual graduation. Um, so some of you are in similar boats. Some of you are graduating with joy and grief. Some of you see open doors. And now graduations always have loss and joy and moving into new times. But this is an unusually ambiguous time. So what doors are open, what doors are closed, and where is God in the midst of it? Let's pray for a minute. Lord, we want to hear from you in this time, in this season, and find out what is open to us in this time. What doors have you opened? What doors are closed? Please please be with us now. Amen. So, I want us to think about our motto as a House of Prayer for All Nations. We say we're a house of prayer for all nations. You'll see in our logo, we say we're radiating life and joy like that flower in the desert. We you'll see in the logo that there is a globe, the world with a house and an open door. We have an open door there because we want to be a place with an open door. We say we're a place where strangers become friends and friends become family. And then I preached or I mentioned in our annual meeting that we also have to have the door open to send people out. And so the door is open to welcome people in, to send people out. We talk about in and out. We also talk about up because the door is open to God and to be in his presence. Now that's a key thing. How do we get into the presence of God? How do we get not distanced? from him. You see, in the garden, you'll remember, they walked with God and they were present with him. And then they decided to do their own thing and they chose some fruit he said not to. And then they ran away and they hid and they closed the door. In fact, C.S. Lewis says the door to hell is locked from the inside. We decide that we want to not have God in our lives and we keep him out. But yet God pursued them, went after them, And the whole story of Scripture is God pursuing them and showing up. At at Bethel, Jacob found out that this rock in the middle of nowhere, when he was hungry and scared, was the house of God, and God was present. Then the tabernacle and the temple was a place where God had a doorway open to his people, where they could pray to him, where they could be in communion with him. And then even better, Jesus came as the tabernacle. tented among us and was with us. Now, we had a leaders retreat last fall. We spent an overnight, all of the leaders, elders, MCs, and others, staff. Um, and we prayed about what season are we in? We looked at the time of Christ and we looked at his Good Friday and the suffering and the Easter time and the time between and then the Ascension and Pentecost. And we said, we meditated on each of those and went off in the woods and prayed. And then we said, where's Bethel at in this time? And we said, you know, we think we're in this time between Easter and ascension and pentecost that overall different ministries and different people are in different places but that was the time and so i wanted to preach about that time in this time in the calendar when we're between easter and pentecost and ascension i want to think about that and you see this was an ambiguous time for the disciples jesus had died and that was crushing because that meant all their hopes were gone but they then they found out he was the messiah and he opened the door to death not just to death but through death to hell and out and so he rolled the stone away and that door that barrier of never getting out of death was turned into resurrection that was an open door and mary saw him and she grabbed him and jesus said no don't cling to me now in the end of john He has some interesting things to say about how he has wants them to remain with him and how he's sending them into the world. And he says, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials, but take heart because I have overcome the world. And he says, he asks God to keep them safe from the evil one. And then he says, just as you sent me into the world, I'm sending them into the world. So, Jesus has this protection from the evil when he asks God to protect them, and he sends them into the world. So how do we have confidence to be generous, to be secure, to be confident and humble in a time like this? It's because God is with us, and God is our fortress, our protection against evil. Not that nothing will ever happen, but that in everything god will be with us so my mother in the difficult time she's in now she's grateful grateful for a loving family grateful for god grateful for his presence she always says i love you and she always talks about how she's thankful because jesus is with her even when none of us and none of her other friends can be with her she we have talking to her about whether she wants to come live with us or maybe move back home but she says you know i'm content we'll see what happens but This is what Jesus said to Mary was, don't cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. So Jesus had been with them every day, in and out. They were living together. And then um, all of the disciples were there. And and then he says, don't cling to me, because he's going to be ascended. He's going to go through the door. And he says, but it's better if I go through the door, because then I'm going to leave the door open. and I'm going to send the Spirit back to you. And then I'm going to send you out. And he says, as the Father has sent me, so I'm sending you. In fact, I was talking to Isaac about some of my grief with him leaving. And I said, you know, now I feel what my parents felt when they sent us off to Africa for two or three years and our kids were getting sick and we were getting sick and they couldn't be there. I said, I I get, but but my dad released us and sent us with joy to do that work. And he said, oh, so as the Father has sent me, so send I you. I said, "Uh, yeah, I guess that's what the scripture says um as my dad sent me so i'm sending you and so we send our kids out for the ministry and the mission and the work that god has given them to do but we send them out with confidence why Um, in the end of matthew jesus talks about how he is sending them and he says this just before he is leaving he says I have given, Jesus came and told the disciples, I have given all authority in heaven and on earth. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So even as Jesus is sending them away and going away, he says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. And that, you see, is the key to why we can have open doors. How can we have open doors to strange people who speak different languages than us? Because we have confidence in the fortress of our God, of God's love for us and for them. Paul talks about in Ephesians 2 that When Jesus died on the cross, he tore down the dividing wall of hostility between different peoples, different languages. Those kinds of things were torn down. At Pentecost, when the Spirit came, it was in all languages that people spoke the great things of God because God was tearing down the walls of hostility between peoples and languages and races and ages and political parties and nations. You see, we can have confidence in opening our doors because we know God is with us. We can open our doors so that people can come in from everywhere, so that we can go out to everywhere, because we know that God is with us in everything. So now, um, I want us to think about Jesus. There's so many things I could talk about, but at the end of this time, Jesus says, in Revelation, Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and knock. He says, I stand at the door and I'm knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. Now, isn't this what we've all been wishing? That somebody would be able to come over and knock on the door and come in and we could have a feast and we could get that turkey out of the freezer and we could uh, have a good time together. Jesus says, I will do that with you if you open the door. So this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for you when you're at home or when you're busy in your work. This is an opportunity to open your door in a new way, into a new season, in a time when God's going to meet with you in a new way. This is a new time for me in my life when I'm not going to be the father of children anymore, just adults. And when I'm maybe not going to have soon a parent anymore and i'm gonna have to be the adult um so what is the transition in your life what is god doing in your life who will you open your door to i'd like you to think about that for a minute pause the video and say who will you open your door to and how Now, as you think about that, we've had some new opportunities to open the door to everybody online in ways we haven't before. We've had opportunity to pray for people in new ways that we haven't before. We've been able to have John Varghese from India be part of our prayer times on Thursdays because we're doing them in a new way. So there are new opportunities that are coming in this time. And there's new opportunities for us. Now, I would ask us, let's not cling to the way things were. Because God has something new for you and for us. He has new ways that he wants to send us out. He has new ways that he wants us to welcome people in. Maybe you've never been part of Bethel Christian Fellowship before, and you're being welcomed into this. Welcome. We're glad to have you. The door is open and send us a prayer request, and, and engage with us in other ways, that would be great. I want to ask you what God is doing in your life. Now, some of you may not be sure about God and opening the door to Jesus. You see, do you remember in the story of Chronicles of Narnia, they talked about Aslan coming, and there was this lion, and uh, and it, and uh there was this fear. Well, what's a lion coming? But is he, is he a tame lion? And they said, oh, no, he's not a tame lion, but he's good. And Aslan, Jesus, is not tame. He's not like having the lion you get to go and see in Como Park Zoo, which you can't right now because it's close. But all caged up there. He is loose, and he's powerful. In fact, he's in charge, and he wants to take over your life. You scared? But he's good and he will take over your life in an entirely new way if you open the door. Maybe you've already opened the door to him some. Maybe there's more you could do. I went for a walk with somebody this week, and give me a call. I'll go for a walk with you in Como Park. I do it almost every day. Um, beautiful time of year. So I went for a walk, and this person, new friend I had met before, told me about how when he went to, kid as a, he went to church as a kid, and knew about God, and but in high school, he thought it was more important to play sports, and and uh, he was enjoying hockey, and he was he thought it was better to work, and he realized that at work he could make money, and people would respect him if he had more money, and so he had his business, and things were going well, and he he you know hockey didn't turn out exactly like he wanted, but he decided he wanted to run his own life, and you know church kind of fell by the wayside, and he didn't do much with that, and he went through other doors and closed that door. And then actually eventually life kind of fell apart and he was having some hard times in relationships and hard times in mental health too. And he, and he started singing some Christian music, listening to Christian music and started going back. And, and then he, he decided to go back and let Aslan, let Jesus actually have more control in his life. And he even went back to that church that he grew up in. And he thought, you know, that's going to be so awkward. Everybody's going to ask me, where you been? What's been up? How you? You know what? He said they were just happy to have me back. I thought I was going to get shame and I just got grace and people were happy to have me. And with his experience with Jesus was a whole lot of grace too. And he said, you know, now I can actually sit still. I don't have to work all the time or do sports all the time. I can just sit still and and enjoy life and enjoy God. And and I don't have to fight with myself and I don't have to take my meds anymore to, to not be depressed because God is with me. And he's found a new joy because he opened his door to Jesus. And Jesus is not guaranteeing everything is going to be fine. You'll always be joyful, but he's good. He's not guaranteeing there'll be no suffering. He's not guaranteeing you'll never get COVID-19. He's not guaranteeing you'll always have a job, but he's good. He will protect you. He will provide for you. He will be with you. His presence and his power will be with you. So I want to invite you to welcome Jesus into your life. Maybe you've, maybe this is the first time, or maybe not in a long time, or maybe you just want to open it up in a new way. I also want to invite you to open the door to somebody new, online, or through prayer. Welcome them in. And I want to invite you to make a disciple maybe by going out and telling somebody else about, hey, there's this open door, I found some great stuff in there. Jesus wants you. We as a church, the people of God, want you to be part of us. It's a place where strangers become friends and friends become family and family become sent ones. The door is open. Welcome in. Welcome to be sent out, even though we'll miss you. And welcome to be with God. And in this time, I want you to realize that the temple that we are, we talk about, this is a house of prayer for all nations, that's about, you can get confused, like this is the temple and this is where God resides in this sheepshed that happened to be in again. You know, it's not about the sheepshed. The presence of God and Jesus is with you, where you are, and the church, the family of God is out there, sent out doing their things. And God has a way that he wants us to minister in this time. Where you are out there, I want you to minister with your family, as you're getting together with one or two friends and playing it safe, but being a little more open, I want you to be sharing. As you're at the store with your mask on, you can still bless somebody, even if it's just the cashier who is maybe a little nervous. So wherever you are, we sent out some cards to thank our, our healthcare workers, a lot of them. We're out putting Jesus healing hands on people that we can't touch anymore. We can't even go visit anymore. So wherever you are, I want you to open the door to Jesus. Yes, he can protect you from the bad things and the evil things. It allows you to open the door. So in this time, would you open your door to Jesus in your life and open your door to others to receive the blessing and receive back from them? Here's how the end of the book In the end, we hear hear this. I saw no temple in the city. This is the new um, Jerusalem. The 12 gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl. And the main street was pure gold, as clear as glass. I saw no temple in the city, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And the city has no need of moon or sun, for the glory of God illuminates the city. The Lamb is its light." The nations will walk in its light and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. They're coming in. Its gates will never be closed at the end of the day because there's no night there. And all the nations will bring their glory and honor into the city. Nothing evil will be allowed to enter, nor anyone who practices shameful idolatry and dishonesty, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So here we have a place where the gates are always open. And yet, no evil comes in. And it's true. God can work in your life to filter out the evil, but you're welcome to the church to uh, experience this. This is where we're headed, a place where God is going to be present all the time and where we're going to be with each other all the time and none of the evil is going to come in and there's going to be no viruses because it goes on and says, the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. There's going to be no sickness no crying no tears and no death anymore but the resurrection we're going to be together the gates are going to be open and we're going to be able to bring all the wealth of the nations into that city to be with god together and jesus is knocking at your door saying i'd like to enter i'd like to have a meal with you let's talk about it let's talk about the plans i have for you let's pray lord we are so grateful that you have opened the door through your death, through your resurrection, through coming to us. And now we can enter in with you. We can enter in with your people. And we can go out and tell others about you. Help us, Lord, to take the opportunities to be with you in new ways in this time. Amen.